Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, Cricket PNG welcomes some big name players to town. We speak with the returning coach of the Samoa Sevens team and the PNG Hunters' debut season comes to an end. But first, Oceania Tennis says it will enter both a men's and women's team in the upcoming Davis and Federation Cup competitions. The regional body, which runs the Pacific Oceania team, had considered dumping its Davis Cup side after years of underachievement and reintroducing a team for the Fed Cup. Pacific Oceania has been active in the Davis Cup since 1995, but are currently in Asia Oceania's own Group 4, which is the lowest possible level. The region hasn't entered a Fed Cup team since 2004, and Executive Officer David Smith says they've found a way to enter both. We've done quite a bit of spade work, and um, next year there will be... Uh, in fact, we've entered both a men's and a women's team. Um, the women probably will play... Uh, we don't know where yet, but it'll, it'll be likely to be in February... And the men, of course, a little bit later in the year, probably around the July period. From the female perspective, it's been a few years, and well, I think more than a few years, and obviously there's a few players uh, over in the States. I think, you know, Steffi Carruthers has been playing a lot of uh, circuit matches, and you've got a few in the NCAA as well, or one or two, don't you? So there's some, well, pl- right. some players there that, you know, have some talent. Yeah, well, Steffi, as you know, has been playing on the world, uh, the women's tour. In fact, she's at Cairns at the moment in the Oceania Tennis championships, uh, she's Simone, and you know her ranking got to just inside the top 900. Uh, and then, of course, you've got uh, the two um, Gary Apisar um, sisters, Abigail and uh, Marcia. So clearly, they would be heading up a team you would expect you, if they're all available. Was it always the case that you know if you could afford both, you would do both? I mean, what what's different this year? It has been around, uh, I guess, money. You're right. It has been. Uh, because it's not cheap to send a team. And what we don't know is the region that we play in, you could be going almost to the fringes of uh, Arabia, uh, around uh, Kazakhstan, up around those areas there, or it could be uh, very close uh, here uh, in sort of fringe Asia. So it is expensive, uh, and it really has been a cost factor. And I guess last year you also had the uh, added inconvenience of, you know, you had a tie that was about to happen and then due to security concerns out of your control, uh, there was a delay. Well, that's right. Originally the men's team was going to go to Myanmar and then I think it was probably about two weeks beforehand we were advised by the ITF that due to security concerns they were going to defer that and then, of course, it subsequently was held uh, three months later in uh, Iran. And, of course, you'll remember... Myanmar also earlier had um, issues when the New Zealand Davis Cup team went there to play Pakistan. So they selected Myanmar as their home ground uh, on grass. And, of course, the uh, courts broke up badly with holes, quite big holes in behind the baseline and on the court and so on. So that tie was called off and was awarded to New Zealand, as you probably know. And uh, you're off to Perth soon. 
Uh, I go to Perth. Actually, I leave on Monday, so um, the weekend of the 12th, 13th and 14th is the not only the World Group playoffs, but also the uh, semi-finals of the World Group for Davis Cup. So I'm the referee for the time Perth between um, Australia and uh, Uzbekistan. So, I mean, Australia will have uh, the likes of Leighton Hewitt playing Nick Kyrgios, uh, Sam, Sam Groth and Chris Guccione. Uzbekistan will have Istaman, Dostov, uh, Ismailov and Faiziev. So, I mean, it'll be a very strong, very closely uh, fought tie, I would imagine. And uh, whilst it's obviously great to have uh, both Fed and Davis Cup teams uh, competing uh, in the upcoming season, uh, I guess a lot of the uh, talent or a lot of the players will be involved in the Oceania Championships that are uh, on this week in, uh, in Cairns at the moment. Um, how, how do you feel about uh, the, the players that are coming through and, and the players that are, I guess, based uh, in this region? You're right. The Oceania Tennis Champs started actually uh, on the 31st of August and they'll go right through to this week and they'll finish on the 7th of uh, September. So initially the competition was playing a teams event, which was a round robin. Uh, and what I can tell you is that um, Australia won the men's teams event and New Caledonia won the women's teams event. Now, in the New Caledonian team, uh, they had Yael Horakoko uh, and also Adelie, um, Adelie Lornay. Now, you remember Adelie, her uh, maiden name was Dietrich Roger. So they were the two players who actually won the teams event for uh, New Caledonia and the individual events, singles and doubles, they're starting uh, into day one. That's David Smith from Oceania Tennis. World Cup winning cricketer Asanka Gurusinga believes the progress made by Papua New Guinea in recent years is not dissimilar to the rise of Sri Lanka in the 1980s and 90s. Gurusinga visited PNG last week alongside former teammate Arjuna Ranatunga and ex-Australian internationals Carl Rackerman and Andy Bickle to hold coaching clinics and compete in Saturday's T20 Big Bash tournament. He says he's been very impressed by what he's seen. It's very much Sri Lanka a long time ago. When I started, I started playing in 84, so most of a little bit earlier than that, TNG is pretty much in that position where, I mean, to end up to be number 16 in the world in one day quicker, I think it's a huge achievement and so much of less facilities and support around. So, and that's the reason when they spoke to me, I was pretty much wanted to come down and uh, give whatever I can give back to cricket. This is doesn't matter which country, but I just want to give something back to cricket through my experience and yeah, part of winning the World Cup as well. What sort of involvement do you still have in the game? I actually don't. To the last ten years or so, I still do some coaching privately when somebody wants for me to have a look at their betting skills and all of that. I'm, I'm level three qualified in Australia, so um, I do a little bit. Uh, I'm getting more involved with Sri Lanka cricket at this stage in more of a development part. I live in Australia for the last 18 years, trying to get some players down, young players to uh, come and play in Victoria in district cricket and try to get some experience through that. So that's most probably where I'm now involved, but that doesn't mean... What will happen in the future, nobody knows. Yeah, no, I guess you get that with a lot of, uh, especially Papua New Guinea uh, at this stage, they're at in their development, but uh, a few of the Pacific teams as well, uh, Pacific countries, um, you know, getting those guys to go to Australia on a scholarship and play, you know, senior club cricket for a year or two or, or be involved in sort of wider squads with some of the big bash teams as has happened, um, you know, as, as part of the development for these guys. Absolutely, and that's why uh, I was talking to Greg this morning as well, how many players will be in Melbourne because... I can support them there. I can do some specialist batting coaching lessons with them. Plus, 
get them into, as you said, training with the big bash sides, with the Victorian team, uh, and get that experience of how a state side in Australia go through their training programs and uh, get to know how much work these guys will have to put in, and especially when they're just about to sign some full-time contracts. Most of the responsibility changes. That's where I think you've got to get the thinking part of it changed saying, okay, we, we are not just coming to training and then going home and all doing the job. We now need to put more effort and get the team into another level. So I think it's a thinking side. They'll have to change a lot, uh, which I would like to do whatever I can to uh, get them into that level. That's the former Sri Lankan cricket international, Asanka Gurusinga. Fuima Ono Titimaya Tafua admits there is a lot of work to do after his reappointment as Samoa Sevens coach through until the 2016 Rio Olympics. This will be his second stint in charge of the side, while he's also coached Manu Samoa at the 2011 World Cup. Fuima Ono says he decided to put his name in the hat once again after helping the team out at the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. He uh, re-advertised the job before the uh, Commonwealth uh, finished. I decided to, you know, to help out whatever I can do to help our rugby, especially in the series, is because that we are not doing uh, well during uh, the last uh, circuit. I think uh, it's not uh, the way that uh, we do our, but uh, the problem is that uh, our players are not uh, up to the standard, you know, the, the level of fitness and uh, also the, the strength. Uh, we had uh, a lot of work to do with our team. Okay, because there's been a lot of new players that have been introduced over the last one or two years. You know, a lot of really senior players that have, um, you know, been phased out or have retired. So um, are you concerned that the players coming through aren't of a high enough quality? Or, as you say, does it, will it maybe well, just take well, uh, it? there are some uh, new upcoming uh, players. And that's uh, what we need is the commitment. The commitment as well, you know. There are some uh, experienced players, they... They put up their hand and they committed that they want to be in the, in the team. You came back uh, for the Commonwealth Games to, to coach the team over there. You know, there were some improved results there. Do you, do you feel like the performances over in Scotland are something you can build on in this World Series? According to our the, the performance of our boys in the Commonwealth, they, they're doing all right, even though that we don't have a medal. But uh, we had a chance to get a medal. We'll try and uh, do our best uh, so that we can, uh, you know, achieve the top four in uh, doing this uh, IRP circuit this year. I guess that top four is really important this year, of course, because yes, it, it means yes, qualifying for the Olympics, which is massive. Yes. Is, is that what the rugby union has said to you? Is that the main focus? Is it getting into the Olympics and, and building towards that event? Oh, yes, yes, that's the main, you know. We're trying our best so that uh, we, we know we're qualified for the Olympics. Not an easy job, but uh, I know we can, uh, you know, we can do it. Do some of the fans in Samoa maybe need to reassess their expectations? You know, you mentioned that there's a lot of work to do and a lot of people are used to Samoa competing for cup titles at various tournaments. Do you, do you think maybe it might be a while before Samoa wins a tournament again or is that a fair thing for fans to want to expect from the well, team? I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is that we are not uh, aiming to win uh, at least a league. What we, are, what we want, the most important thing is that uh, we want to be in the top four this year's second. So that's the only uh, target at the moment. And uh, it is a bonus if we can, we can uh, win uh, a leg uh, during this uh, second. With the Olympics, there's also the, uh, 
eligibility uh, thing that's come in, which means that you know players who haven't played for another country for 18 months can make themselves available for the sevens team, of course, and and then. Yeah, yeah. Is that something you've had discussions about? That they want to come down and play for us. Just declare themselves, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll sort it out later. So you guys have had discussions with players that have either contacted you or have said that they would yeah, be interested in that. Some, yeah, we have some of the players, but uh, it's not. Uh, yet uh, been finalized. We'll try to organize uh, what we can do to, you know, to help out. Uh, it's good that uh, we, so far, there are some uh, good players that they want to come down. So but uh, what we need is declaration uh, letter from them, just to declare that they want to come and play for Samo. And you're still waiting on that to happen? Yeah, yes. I guess the other thing is all they need to do is play in one tournament to become eligible for Samoa, and of course Manu Samoa. Is it do you, do you well, to me, it's not, that's not that important. Uh, what is important to me is that they want to come and play for the country. They want to come and play for the country. So what uh, we need to do is just to organize something, just a letter to, you know, to declare themselves that uh, they want to come and play for the country. Do you expect those sort of players might only feature in one or two legs of the World Series, or do you think they could play on a regular basis? Whatever players that they want to come, uh, you know, and, and these are sort of ex-All Blacks, ex-Wallabies? Yeah, if, if there are some players that they want to come down, uh, you know. But I know for sure there are some players that are uh, not been kept. They, if they want to come down, it's still, uh, you know, it's still open. Because, uh, and if there are some players that have been uh, playing for Wallabies and uh, All Blacks, they want to come down, well, it's a very good uh, opportunity for us you know, to get that experience from those players to help out uh, some of our local players. You mentioned you've only got about four weeks until the start of the World Series on the Gold Coast. Um, yes. That, that's obviously not very long. Um, I mean, how, how ready do you think the team will be by 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 then? Well, we'll try our best for a very short time, and uh, I know for sure that we still have time to, to do. That's the Samoa Sevens coach, Fuima Ono Titimaya Tafua. The Oceania Sevens begins in four weeks' time with the Gold Coast World Series leg the week after that. The Papua New Guinea Hunters have missed out on a playoff berth in the Queensland Cup Rugby League competition after results went against them in the final round of the regular season. The Hunters collected two points from the bye to finish with 33 points from their 26 rounds. But nearest rivals, the Ipswich Jets and Tweed Heads, both managed tight victories to hold on to the last two positions in the top five. The Hunters CEO Brad Tassel says that the players have exceeded expectations in their debut season. You know, this year's been a real learning curve for everyone concerned. You know, that's uh, from the management right through to the coaches, through to the players. You know, it's, it's, it's the first year for a lot of people exposed to that level of football, and uh, and you know, for those of us who have been at that level, and um, it, it's been an experience as well for us. So, you know, I, I think that there's been some big highlights this year, and there's been some obviously some some lows but you go through that as a team and you know I think the team stuck together and the coaches and the, and the management are stuck together and there's, there's a very close bond within the club and I think that's going to hold us in good stead for next year. Maybe a mental barrier or a um, you know a bit of a uh, preconception that you guys had to deal with at the start of the year was um, you know could it work teams coming over to P&G and, and you know people maybe worrying about stereotypes and uh, is everything going to be good facility-wise? Are they going to be safe and all that? And I guess, you know, getting a whole season under your belt and obviously moving up to Kokopo now so they've got that permanent base until you can come back um, is a chance to sort of dispel that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, look, I, I think it's been wonderful. You know, I think I think the main thing, you know, apart from the football with, with the Hunters, is just how it's opened up the, the nation, you know, and showing what's good about the nation, showing what's beautiful about Papua New Guinea. And I think we've done a really good job at doing that. And, you know, the teams that have come up, up there have been treated, you know, fantastic. They've been welcomed with open arms. It's really been a wonderful experience for them all around. And, you know, the publicity that, that generates, the goodwill that that generates is, is more than money can buy. So I think, you know, the Hunters is, is more than just a rugby league team. And, you know, although that's a bit of a cliche to some people, I truly believe that. And, you know, I think we're, we've really opened up the, the country of Papua New Guinea and, and really promoted it in a, in a really positive manner. I guess some of the players have learnt the realities of professional football as well. Um, you know, obviously they're living in close quarters with each other day in, day out and, and doing all their trainings and whatnot, but there have been a, a few players stood down throughout the season. I guess that's part of what you have when you've got, you know, standards and, and things that people have to adhere to in a team, and I guess that's all yeah. part, of, part of it. Yeah, well, look, we've we've really been really strict from the start, and we haven't wavered from that all year. You know, um, Michael's, you know, very strict and disciplined, and that's carried right through to the, the management as well. So we back our coaching staff every step of the way, and, you know, and... And I think we've, we've proved that it works. You know, right from the start um, of the program, we've been very strict and we've, we've taken no nonsense. And, and that's, you know, happened week after week, month after month, right through the year. So, you know, if you abide by the rules and take advantage of the opportunity that you've been given, then you, you'll excel. And if you don't, well, then, then you won't. So, you know, there, there's no grey areas. It's either very black and white for us. And, you know, we're giving an opportunity to, to some of these very talented players in Papua New Guinea to perform and, if they do the right thing and grab that with both hands, and there's no limit to what they can achieve. And of course, the flow-on effect. Uh, you know, finally, after you know um, a, a lot of effort, you know, you guys get the team in the the Queensland Cup, the Intrust Super Cup, and, and now, of course, Fiji have done a very similar thing uh, in New South Wales. And you know, we get the NRL talking, using you guys as one of the examples about you know potential bid teams. You know, this is the way to go. You know, get yourselves in a lower division, and I guess prove yourselves, and uh, you know, do something there first. So there's a real flow-on effect. Uh, you know, from what you guys have done. Yeah, look, I think we've we've really opened up. We've, we've been the, the pioneers and at the forefront of the, the Pacific nations, so we've really opened up the region to the possibilities that exist in, in not only Papua New Guinea, but in Fiji and, you know, Samoa and Tonga and all the other Pacific nations. So, you know, we're, we're pretty proud of, of what we've achieved this year. And, you know, Fiji have obviously taken our example and, and they've been on the phone to me constantly over the last month or two as well about, you know, how it was put together. They want to model their program on us. So I think that's that's a big wrap for our program and a big wrap for how it's been put together. So yeah, we're, we're pretty proud of it. Program, we're really proud of the boys, uh, proud of the way the coaching staff have, have managed the team throughout the year as well and, you know, a tough year in our first year. And the boys are starting to get used to it. You know, they've never been exposed to a, a tough competition over 26 rounds, week in, week out, where you have to be at your best. And you know, they're getting used to that. They're going to be better for it this year. And um, and I'd say when we have a full year under our belt, a full off-season under our belt and a full pre-season, we're going to be bigger, stronger and faster next year, which is a bit of a warning bell for the, for the rest of the teams in the competition. That's the PNG Hunters CEO, Brad Tassel. And Papua New Guinea's sports minister says the Australian Football League has offered spots for two PNG teams in the Queensland State AFL competition. It follows the Mosquitoes' triumph in the International Cup in Melbourne last month, where they beat Ireland in the final. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. 
We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.